Good morning. Good morning. I have to tell you, it gets fancier and fancier every single time. Ming's got us on a timer. We get some music going. Well, look at this guy. I know. He's amazing. Fanciest he's amazing. guy I know. And you can't see him because he's like never in the camera. But <laughs> um, it is Friday, May 28th. I consider this the official start of summer, Memorial Day weekend. Of course. We're on Emacs Podcast and Coffee. And we have, this is a special episode because this is not one of our normally scheduled. We uh, are very excited to bring, um, I guess I have a special co-host today too. I have Tony Perry, who um, is the... Special is the right word. Special. <laughs> special. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Public Relations and Communications Manager for Hackensack Meridian Health. Some of you may know him in his other position that he sometimes visits us with as the mayor of Middletown. So we have him here. And he's also an EMAC board member. So we just cover all gamuts with Tony. And so yes. welcome. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Good to be here. It's weird to sit in this seat. Right. But Ming was just telling me this is now my fourth time on a shared universe podcast so next time i'm here he told me he's getting me a jacket a five-time jacket okay i'm here quick. all right Ming. let's just say i'm here twice a month <laughs> and i don't have a jacket you know watch your favorites Ming. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have a special guest in the studio with us today is michael geiger he is the senior vice president of health ventures at hackensack meridian health Glad and here. leading the team on hackensack meridian health program keeping america safe that's right Did I get it right that's right okay cool i'm doing it without reading because i leave the glasses on and off with the thing it's too much so anyway we were just before we started we were just talking about spinnaker which we keep talking about and talking about it's coming up very soon june 9th yeah we are sold out but with lifting of restrictions we are taking a waiting list so we can potentially add a few more attendees so i've already nabbed two of those you have yeah. yes you, you quite did yesterday I and believe. i'm making the deputy mayor pay for them too. oh nice nice <laughs> nice <laughs> So we are, um, we're really excited. We, it looks like we're going to have 200 or more people attending. We have eight amazing winner, um, winners getting their awards this year. We're going to do prizes again with, uh, two on air personalities from Thunder 106. Um, Mike, Mike, I don't remember Mike's last name, but, um, Tom DeVoy who's been there in the past yeah. with us before. So we'll be doing that. We'll be having some cocktails. The nice thing, Jan January is usually when we have Spinnaker. Yeah. And it's cold. Yeah. And you come in in your winter coats and you're really, and you want to get out because it's dark. This time we're greeting on the patio. The That'll atrium nice. will be open. It's a grand ballroom at Sheraton Eaton Town. So you can take your cocktail and go back out to the patio. You can enjoy the, um, Nice atrium. How is it that when I got the spinnaker and Riverview got the spinnaker last year or two years ago, I guess mm -hmm. it was, it's freezing outside. Now this year, all of our friends you that are getting the spinnaker this year, they all get the beautiful weather. You can thank Mr. COVID. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it was in January. We did have it in January of 2020. Oh, that's right. We that's did. Right. And then we had it in, um, then we had it scheduled for January of 2021. Then we had it scheduled for April of 2021. Mm -hmm. Then we decided we would move it to June. It's perfect. Hoping. And, you know, lo and behold, things are opening. It's exciting. A lot of people are vaccinated. A lot of people are choosing, making their own choices responsibly, we hope. Well, that's why today's, you know, and how how timely is is Michael being here? Because 
with the lifting of the restrictions today and moving into the Keeping America Safe venture and, and all that HMH is doing to help our businesses and people get back into into the full swing of things ahead of the Memorial Day weekend. I have to say this is kind of cool. I've become a very, like, you know, everybody knows my background is a stay-at-home mom with uh, running events for all the charities, the school things, all that kind of stuff. Ended up in this position, very little business knowledge. Become quite knowledgeable in business. I have to say, I'm very proud of myself. I've grown a lot in three years. And my pro business and the things I have learned um, through this pandemic about the effect of business, the effect of opening, the effect of people being able to continue the economy and the rolling effect of everything. Sure. I know most people know that, but I'm proud of myself to be 54 and have learned that now. So <laughs> I'll just say. You never stop, right? But you just, you know, so I just think like, I know you're very pro small business mm-hmm. um, and all business. And we've done a lot of work that that way together Definitely. and uh, looking forward to how we can help all the businesses navigate through these changes that hopefully will not we've had changes for 14 months hopefully these changes will help us get back into a normal that we don't have to constantly deal with that's the hope so so tell us a little bit first about yourself michael uh well i've been with hackensack meridian health for a number of years now i'm not sure how many (laughs) six or seven but um great organization uh i've been in healthcare my entire career um you know right now you know if if you know non-covid day job kind of oversee a bunch of the different service lines throughout the network uh really focus on our ambulatory sites and everything outside of the hospitals uh, making sure that patients have you know access to healthcare in a timely manner uh so it's uh it's it's a really great organization to be a part of we work tightly with the hospitals to make sure that should patients need to get that to that higher uh, level of care that we can connect them, uh, that all of our physicians are connected, that our physicians have the right support system. So it's a great thing. Um, and then over the course, you know, when COVID really kind of came in, kind of was uh, taking the initiative to uh, initiate the Keeping America Safe program. We recognize that as uh, businesses and schools were looking to either remain open or reopen or navigate this virus. You know, what the heck are we going to do here? <laughs> right. uh, we, Hackensack Meridian Health, wanted to be part of the solution. So we kind of developed the Keeping America Safe program. That's great. I like that. I have to say I'm a fan of that hospital. I've uh, given birth to two children there. Um, and we will just, I mentioned how old I was. My kids are old too, so. We just had had a great experience. We oh my, it was awesome. Yeah, excellent, Uh, very awesome. And uh, actually, have a twenty five year old who's a school teacher. So we've been navigating from that end, and a senior in high school who has been navigating first virtual schooling. And uh, last night was prom. Oh, very wow. fun. They had a really good time. So were they allowed to dance or did they, they could to... dance? Oh, the wow. dance floors are open. Wow. They That's danced great. a lot. They looked a little bit drippy when they got home compared to the fresh look <laughs> they had when they left. But um, I think that from excitement and dancing and they, they seem to have a really good time. And then, you know, it was interesting. And they've always done the post prom parties. But because of distancing and all that, they didn't do that. So the kid, my daughter and her friends that went together, they got home at 1030 and they're like, we're going to Taco Bell, <laughs> all dressed up in their prom clothes. They went to Taco Bell because that's what they do every Friday night is go to Taco Bell for like the whole pandemic. So um, nothing was prom, but they didn't really change. You know, they they had a they had a great time and uh, Rumson Country Club hosted them. So it was really nice. They that's had a good excellent. Time. That that yeah. just, you know, even just for the, the mental health aspect of oh being my- able to get back to some sort of new normal. 
right? I mean, yeah. there's such a, a a toll I think that's been taken on a lot of uh, students and and just people growing up, right? Yeah. Uh, my heart goes out to everybody, the seniors from last year, right, that missed out on those opportunities. So yeah. the mere fact that you're able to get back to that this year, that's great. It was great. It was, right. you know, it was, they, and they were so, it was awesome. And it was a perfect day yesterday. So I have to say thank yeah. you to mm. all the way around for everything that it worked out so well. But nice. Yeah. So they are getting back to normal. I think they're going to have a graduation and, you know, great. Monmouth University. I love how all of our towns like work together and all the, you know, Monmouth University is hosting the graduation yeah, for the high, a lot of the high schools. Yeah. Right. Right. Between them and Brookdale, Brookdale. That's where that's where all the graduations take place. Which is perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So. um, So talk about keeping America safe, because (laughs) you're it's been a challenge to do that with all the different opinions, all the different views, the the science, the health, the other information that we get. Um, So tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, actually, it hasn't been too difficult for us because we're our, you know, our focus is healthcare, right? Mm-hmm. We're a healthcare system. We know healthcare in and out. You know, Hackensack Meridian Health has been at the forefront of COVID since the very beginning, and we've learned a lot. We've dealt with ambiguity and everything else. So, all of the the, the entire program is oriented towards a healthcare focus, right? There's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of different opinions. We're just staying in our lane and saying we understand healthcare. We've learned a lot about this virus. And for the businesses and the schools that want to reopen, we're going to provide you the, the, the knowledge that we've learned over the course of time. So to be quite honest, it's been relatively straightforward for us because we're just providing the, 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 the risk mitigation strategies. Here's what we've done in our hospitals. Right. We've dealt with, you know, thousands and thousands of patients. We've we've dealt with the ambiguity, you know, masks and PPE and temperature checks and what's the right thing to do, cleaning and the the knowledge that taken place over the course of time, the different policies and procedures, they've changed. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, somewhere in the middle here, we kind of got our sea legs and we said, okay, cool, this is what we know about it. And and so what we've done is we kind of created a pool of subject matter experts, right? These are our infectious disease physicians, our epidemiologists, our quality team. We, We also took members of our facilities team, right? Because a lot of these businesses and schools that we're working with um, they, they we're in a building right now, right? Mm-hmm. A building is a building is a building. We happen to do it in our hospitals. We happen to do it in our in our physician practices. But the schools are in a building. The um, uh, the, the the theaters are in buildings. You know what we've learned. We can kind of apply that same knowledge. So we implemented. We we took members of our facilities team that helped keep our healthcare facilities safe, and we're using them as our subject matter experts to help educate these schools and businesses on how they can keep their facilities safe. Um, there was also there's also kind of a a um, a, a marketing or uh, outward facing public. Uh, communication aspect to mm-hmm. this, right? So uh, a number of our clients are schools, right? And and so we've kind of found a way to educate them on the best way to communicate to their te- to the teachers, to the faculty, the staff, to the to the students, to the parents, right? So if it's an elementary school, you might communicate one way, whereas if it's a university, you might communicate a different way. You know, some people are way into the science, others just want to know, you know, hey, are you keeping my my people safe, right? right. And so um, so we kind of developed this program and we said, look, we want to be part of the solution. If people want to tap into our knowledge, we want to share it with everybody. And that's what we've done. I think communication is such a key. If you can't communicate it, then all the work you do doesn't 
really make a difference. It doesn't have an impact if you can't communicate it properly. And that's, that's all across the board through everything, I think. So it's huge that you've added that aspect to it as well and taken all the specialties and pulled them together. So what areas are you serving and what types of businesses are you reaching out? You know, how did you first kick off the program and then what are your continue? You know, things are again changing. So how are you adapting all that? Sure. Yeah. Well, we uh, first of all, anybody that's interested, um, we're happy to help them because, like I said, we don't we don't pretend to be experts in one in one specific industry. We're healthcare. We're we're the New Jersey's largest healthcare, most integrated healthcare network. That's what we do. We focus on healthcare. Um, but to that end, we've helped all different types of businesses. So in the beginning, it started out with uh, like landlords, mm-hmm. uh, commercial landlords that had a lot of businesses within their own building. And they're saying, we want to remain open. We want the businesses to come back in. How do they feel safe? So that's kind of where it started. Um, schools, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of schools, whether it's um, public schools, private schools, universities. So we've had a number of schools that have come to us. Um, and then restaurants and all your traditional businesses. We've had a lot of nonprofit organizations. Um, we've had a lot of the arts and the theaters that wanted to reopen. Uh, Count Basie is one of them, right? Right in town here. Like, so there's a lot of them um, uh, that, that, that uh, have come to us. And so um, how did, how did it begin? It was, it was again, somewhere probably in the summer of last year where we, we, um, I think there was kind of the, the, the lull, or if, if you remember, there was this big spike in March and April, mm-hmm. and that's when everybody was going crazy. We're trying to find ventilators and everything else. And then it kind of died down and there was kind of like some breathing room there. And that's really when we said, great, let's take this knowledge. And that's when, uh, different businesses started coming to us. And that's where we said, all right, let's develop this program. Program. Uh, and we did, and it started with one client and a second client. And next thing you knew, uh, a lot of people were really interested in it. I, I mean, I went to the Count Basie Theater a couple a couple of weeks ago, and and the new Vogel, right? The new yeah. Vogel Theater is is unbelievable. That's what I've heard. It's amazing. It's amazing. There yet. And the beautiful part, though, is we were there for a fundraiser, and Carol Stillwell, who's very close to Hackensack Meridian, she has you know. Uh, lobby name for her in Riverview. She's got things named for her at Bayshore Medical Center, right? She's she's there because Carol's at everything. We Carol, know Carol, Carol won a Spinnaker last year. Yeah, Spinnaker last year. <laughs> but you go into the Vogel, and I'm thinking to myself, this is really one of the first times I've been in like a theater uh-huh. type setting, and it was a fundraiser. Um, for the arts and you walk in and you're immediately greeted with that keeping America safe logo that's right there you know every aspect of the of the between entering um, between going up to you know whether it was to eat or or going up to the bar that they had you you knew that HMH had consulted with the Vogel had consulted with the Count Basie Theater and it gave you that sense of, hey, you know, the Count Basie Theater, the Vogel Theater has really taken that next step to be safe and to ensure the safety of everybody that's here to raise money for this theater, right? The, this yeah. historic theater. Right, because they just did, they were in the middle of their huge, like building the Vogel. They were building they were it during, so much. during COVID, you know, so so you do this massive expansion, right? And the Count Basie is, is the Hackensack Meridian Health, you know, yes. Count Basie Theater. And so, so it made total sense, but you have this historic theater that 
is you felt I'm walking into a building where they're really taking that extra step to, to, to be careful. And, you know, that that's if that speaks to somebody like me who walks into a hospital every day. Right. And, and Michael, you know, you know, that that says something. So mm-hmm. so it's that sense of, you know, these businesses are taking the next step to ensure, hey, maybe vaccines, you know, but I don't think it's going to it's not going to stop there. Right. It's yeah, not going to stop. Not. It's going to keep going. So I want to take a quick second to interrupt and welcome the people who are listening with us today. We have Kevin McCormick. Good morning, Kevin McCormick. And Kevin McCormick is very excited to see Dancing with No Masks. He put the two thumbs up. And Kevin Moot is joining us. He must be working. Always. Always. And he's working in the city today. I think he's probably having um, FOMO for not being here with us. And David Hicks joined us again this morning. Thank you, David. So... Anyway, we just like to shout out to our people who like to listen to us. That's we know that we know we're not talking to the uh, you know the the, the air, so we like that. <laughs> if I could just add on to what yeah. everyone's just saying is uh, you know that's really been one of the benefits of the program as well because it could be you know a, a lot of businesses are saying you know you know we, we we're opening we have our own policies we're our own protocols but it doesn't matter if you're and I'm just making this up Joe's Pizza Shop mm-hmm. or you're a very large you know you're bell works right it, at the end of the day you're coming up with your own policies and procedures the advantage here working with hackensack meridian health is that it's not just joe's pizza shop it's joe's pizza shop backed by hackensack meridian health right, right. we're the healthcare provider that have looked at their policies and procedures so it's not just them saying hey we're safe to reopen or we're safe to come in it's them backed by hackensack meridian health and that's been like the real value i think right. that our clients have seen uh in the program yeah definitely and, and look at look at bell works right what a historic build! Another historic building that that is, uh, you know, um, that has consulted with HMH and the Keeping America Safe team. I mean, you're talking about a building that's larger than the Empire State Building sitting on its side, right? So you have some serious tenants that are in there. You have, you know, the the history when you walk in there. And to know that HMH consulted with with them to to reopen in another, you know, another building that had it, it wasn't all that long ago that they had that that they had reopened uh yeah. this and, and people had started moving in and you thought oh you got you know you got to be kidding me that that this historic building that that somebody took a that someone Invested took a, a, a risk in. on yeah. is now going you know you're going to start to see them fail because you know because of covid but fortunately you know hmh was there to to help guide them through that's great because i'm actually speaking at a symposium there at the end of june for small business so now i know oh, it's connection one yes yeah, yeah 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 are you going to i i was invited but i'm not i'm, I'm, I'm coming back from the outer banks that day oh. so do i take the 10 hour drive back from the outer banks and uh to come see me for sure tony <laughs> come on um so I, but it's nice to know that because now i'm like okay because it's still awkward you know you're, you've been used to it vaccinated not vaccinated but you know i'm comfortable going out now but yet how comfortable am I going and how many people do I want to be around? And and it's I still face that each time. And some days I'll be perfectly fine. And other days I'll walk into a place and go, I'm not staying here today. You know, and for, it doesn't make sense. But I think it's a year of living with that question. Sure. So knowing that you're walking into a building that is is doing it right is, sure. is huge, huge. And I was happy to hear you said schools, too, because I know, you know, Governor Murphy really wanted the kids back in school. The kids 
I liked that they had the option to either be in school if they wanted to or not. Then there were some schools who didn't even open. I mean, I've, I've heard schools that didn't open until the beginning of May. Right. And, you know, we still don't know how that's going to affect education going forward and how it's going to affect the, the kids. And you brought up the mental health. I mean, had a huge impact on mental health. Absolutely. Um, so knowing that you have schools that you have helped through the same thing. Now I'm going to drive around and look. Who's got an HMH sticker on? Yeah. Who's got a Keep an America Safe sticker? Yeah, there's a number of schools in the area. I mean, th- th- that, well, actually, schools are probably our largest client right now That's out of everybody that we're assisting. Um, and you're right with Governor Murphy's um, mandate that that all schools are going to go back in person come the um, come the fall. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of there's a lot of schools that have been part of our program for a while now. Uh, Rumson Country Day School, Rumson uh, Public School District so that they, they've been uh, kind of a part of this locally but there's schools all over the state that have been doing this um, and yeah there's a lot of those questions right what about children and uh, what about masks and indoor versus outdoor and everything like this and so again we're just going to stay in our lane and provide the latest guidance based off of CDC recommendations and how do you kind of keep everybody safe but our goal is to try to help everybody if they want to go back we want to help them go back right because just because mandates are changing and being lifted does not mean that it's it's, you know, back to the way it was pre-COVID. It is, it's still a different world. Our normal is a new normal. That's right. I believe. And you're, you're constantly having to be on top of all those updates and changes and constantly. So you might have a program that you wrote a month ago that's all different now because of certain things that have changed. So what are you doing to prepare the schools for September? Because, you know, if you read the news and you're not paying detailed attention, you're like, oh, we're back. We're normal. Everything's open now. As of June 4th in New Jersey, you can do whatever you want unless a business tells you not to. So what are you guys doing for schools going into September? Like, Well, it's interesting. So, um, in fact, a, a quick sidebar story on that is, you know, we found in the beginning that um, a school, kind of the way this all worked out is like a school would have a child who has a parent that's a physician. And they said, hey, we're looking to reopen, you know, can you assist us? Right. And then you have one physician could be a, a very smart, knowledgeable physician helping the school with their guidelines. Um, and when we looked and we have over 8,000 physicians within our network and found that, you know, there was, that situation was beginning to happen, we kind of pooled all those physicians together and said, you know what, do this as a, a large think tank. Let's all make sure that we level set based off of CDC recommendations, our knowledge of everything we've learned, and then we can share all that information with the different schools so that they're, they're not just getting one particular opinion, they're getting the, 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 the greater thought think tank of all these right. different physicians. So, with, um, and, and back to what you said, physicians, communications, facilities, everything. It's not just the one medical issue, which is awesome. That's exactly correct. Yeah. So, so, but then to your point, things are changing all the time. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, um, I'm not a clinician. Uh, so we refer to our, you know, our clinicians are the subject matter experts. They're the ones that are constantly guiding the schools based off of those recommendations. You know, what's the right thing to do? Um, you know, there's, there's a, again, and we're doing it through the lens of healthcare, which you know, I love, we've been doing, Jill and I, my assistant, have been doing this thing lately, like stay in your lane, because we'll get excited and we'll get sidetracked about what we're working on. And then we, so we go like, stay in our lane, stay in our lane. And you've been using that today. And it's just, it, if I smile, that's why, because that's our new thing too. But, you know, how brilliant to say, this is our focus. This is what we do. So we're going to do, we're going to help you with what we do. Right. 
instead of trying to be the expert in everything else. Right. The other thing we need to do is we need to work with the the schools and the businesses based off of the resources that they have. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, the reality is right. Short of hiding under a rock, you you can't you can't prevent, you know, (laughs) from the the potential of getting. We can all carry new rock hats. That's going to be the thing. Right. (laughs) So so we're going to work with, you know, each different business based off of the resources that they have. Mm -hmm. Right. Some, you know, fortunately, in, in many of our hospitals, we'll have the thermal scanners that everybody can come in. We're not necessarily through the Keeping America Safe program saying you have to have the very expensive thermal scanner. By the way, if you have the resources to do that, that's great. You can do it. But we'll work with you based off of the resources you have to get you comfortable, to get your your clients and your students and your, you know, your faculty and staff comfortable to get to a point where you're comfortable reopening or remaining open. And that's so important, right? Because most of the members of EMAC are not these giant corporations. Right. I was just going to say that. that have yeah. an endless supply of, of, you know, finance that they can, they can invest in these, you know, thousands of dollars in, in thermal scanners, right? They're just looking to going back to using the, the, the example of Joe's pizza, right? Joe's pizza is just trying to do what's best for their clients. They don't need the thermal cameras. They're just trying to do what's best for the people coming in and out of their restaurant mm-hmm. and to survive. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's the, the mold that, that keeping America safe can have is, is, you know, crafting something to each individual business. So whether they're, uh, you know, a, a big business or or a small business, they there's always a mold that can fit for uh, for a, each of them. Yeah, because and like you said, going within the budget, because so many of the businesses, their budget's not what it was, and they don't know where their budget's going, and they have to be conservative. They have to you have to invest to survive, but you also have to say, how much can I invest? Sure. And and again, we only thought this was two weeks. Right. You know, who knew? Right. <laughs> who knew? Um, I'm going to add in a good morning to Kevin Ertle and Courtney Alessi, members of our ENG committee and um, joining us this morning as well. 15 days to flatten the curve, right? Yeah. That's yeah. What it was. <laughs> that's what it too. 15 days. Is that what he said originally? I think, I think that's what it was. 15, 14 days, 14, 15. I don't know. Yeah. I do want to just jump on the the, the back end. So there's a there's please o- do. There's always like you're in two charge, sides. really. We're making it up as we go along. You no, know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, but there, there's two sides to it, right? Because the, the, you know, in our hospitals, we do have the thermal scanners, and right. some of our clients um, that do have the resources have implemented the thermal scanners. Mm-hmm. And if you can, you you know that that's great. It's all about risk mitigation strategies. What can we do to mitigate the risk of spreading the virus? Mm-hmm. So so as much as I'm saying it's not necessarily necessary, it's also great. In our hospitals, we know there's a lot of sick people that are coming through all the time it makes good logical sense i was to say i personally there. would like knowing that right that thermometers and thermal scanners are staying in place forever now because sure. you go to a hospital and you're kind of like oh okay so this is which i know hospitals are very clean actually considering everything but it's kind of nice it's one of those you kind of get used to this little safety precaution that you've heard about and you're like oh i don't really want that to go away huh. you know i kind of like that so you know it I like that you're yeah. having you keep so do you think you'll keep those? You think they'll be a forever thing? Uh I don't know, but at least for the, you know, the the foreseeable future. You know, th- what this has also done is a lot of things that we've always known. I mean, we didn't we weren't always wearing masks all the time, right? Right. COVID. We weren't right. doing that. But but there were little things that we weren't necessarily doing that we always knew that we should be doing, right? Like washing your hands, right? For 30 seconds under hot water, and right. Rubbing, right? It's been more like, yeah, all right, you wash your hands. Or, yeah, right, I got them wet. Let me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, or when you cough, right? Coughing in your elbow as opposed to, you know, any 
anything like certain things i think we've become a lot more uh focused on during this time so it's actually had a benefit to you know i will tell you you know like flu um was a lot less this year right right? because we were social distancing because we were wearing masks because i think people were very concerned about hand hygiene those are good things right Mm -hmm. if we don't have a big flu season that that's that's a good thing from a public health perspective right so um there are some benefits i mean somebody said i like the phrase you know never let a good crisis go to waste you know it's like there you go. Let's, let's learn from this. Yeah. Rahm Emanuel. Yeah. Yeah. Is that who yeah. said it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Rahm Emanuel. Oh. So I was saying, you know, it's true. Like you, I've heard a lot of people say, well, I'm vaccinated. But when it comes to the fall again and cold and flu season starts to come, I'm putting my mask back on. There is, a, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that. Um, Apple Watch has a timer when you start doing the motion of rubbing your hands together. It kicks on automatically. Really? Oh, yeah. I get what? like, and then I feel this vibration on my on my wrist. And I'm like, oh, I washed my hands the full time. Yay, me. <laughs> It also works when you're peeling an apple, though, because it's the same <laughs> movement. So, um, but you know, I think there are things like you said. You know, the the hand sanitizer. I don't know that that's going to go away. You know, I knew people who were always using it, but I wasn't a big user. Now I'm using it all the time. Yeah. It's it's so tricky. First of all, I would say people have to be comfortable, right? You got to respect everybody's comfort. And then I think want to wear a mask, don't want to, you know, whatever people want to do and feel comfortable. That's what they should do. Uh, There's a lot of knowledge, and again, I'm gonna. uh, This is a slippery slope, so I should be careful here. But right, there's a there's a lot of knowledge that are saying, you know, that's saying now the virus is. you know, it's it's airborne. So, you know, a lot of this, the the um, sanitation that we do, you know, the cleaning and the fogging and everything that we thought in the beginning may be less needed now, um, uh, just based off of now. It's it's always good to do. It's always good to say, do. Because isn't it, a cold airborne too? Like the you're coughing, you're sneezing, you're it's out there. Correct. But but so the, again, I default to the subject matter experts. But I'm just saying, there's there's little things that we've learned along the way that have, we we've realized. You know what? Maybe this isn't as necessary these these are kind of the big boy items that are absolutely we should absolutely be doing and these are of course good to do it's always good to do but again you know short of hiding under a rock you know there, there's no way to completely prevent anything well and i think that's from any illness this one just was so horrible right but i think from any illness you know learning how to properly take care of yourself one of the things i absolutely love is there's not a stranger standing behind me in a line like, I really don't think I'm going to mind having a little space in lines when I go places. Like, I, I don't need a full six feet. I think three is good for me personally. <laughs> but just, you know, you get into a, you go to a concert, everybody's jammed up and you go into a line at the grocery store and you're one right after the other, after the other. I, I hope that doesn't go away. I, pe- I hope people I start per- to respect personal space. I think Ming space. personally can't wait to get back, you know, with his. Well, he wants his Comic Con where he's yeah, like, yeah, 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 he's crammed stuff, in with stuff, his fans. Stuff. We like that. But, uh, Kevin Mood said, "Pivot 2020." Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but that, but that's important, right? Talking about those those little things that we've, you know, we've been experiencing over the last 14 months, and then, you know, with today's lifting of of certain restrictions with the masking, you know, where do we go from there, mm-hmm. right? And and I know that that the entire Keeping America Safe team is working on, you know, what are the next steps, right? right. And and uh, and I don't know, Michael, if you want to touch on that, but uh, but you know, what are the next steps for for everyone and for businesses, you know, moving forward and out of this? Communicating the respect of letting people do what they're comfortable doing. I think that's, in my opinion, I think that would be a huge educational part. You know, these these are restricted, but let's if somebody chooses, let's not make fun of them. Let's not 
bully people. It's a lesson we've been trying to teach for a really long time, but maybe this will help right. us. I don't know. Right. So what are the next steps going forward? You know, our, our, our team is working on that right now, right? <laughs> I mean, they're trying to, it's not that they're trying to figure it out. It's, I don't think anything's changed in the sense of we're going to continue to be smart, produce risk mitigation strategies. It's just, you know, the, the, the reality is with the, the masks restri- uh, lifting, restrictions lifting and things, there's going to be more of a comfort level. Um, but at the same time, I think like you were saying, you know, people are still a little hesitant, you know, like, oh, I'm still I still like knowing that there's these safety measures mm-hmm. in place. So how are you going to navigate that moving forward? So, all right, um, masks are lifted. But how do you make people continue to feel comfortable? How do you continue to have risk mitigation strategies? By the way, just because masks are lifted, don't forget, you know, some of these are for for vaccinated people right 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 that, well i think isn't that what they all are right and if then what about children below the age of 12 right so there's still all these different questions right. out there and that's and and you know that's what the keeping america safe program does is it helps you navigate all those different questions what advice are you offering for you know because with the hipaa laws you can't say are you vaccinated i find i tell everybody because i'm happy about it and i want people to know that they can feel somewhat safe around me if they're vaccinated also so how do you what are you advising your clients on that part of the communication because you I don't think you can legally ask them that question, but yet here's all these mandates that says if you're vaccinated, you're you're okay. But if you're not, how's that working? Yeah, that's a really good question, and I can't tell you that I actually know the answer. I would imagine it's up to each individual business on how they want to, you know, or school how they want to handle that with their, you know, with their students and their faculty. Um, you're right. There's absolutely HIPAA laws you got to be mindful of, and you got to respect people's privacy. Um, you know, I do hope, you know, in general that everybody's trying to do the right thing here, right? And trying to, you know, if you're, you know that you might've been in a situation where you, you know, you're not feeling well, that you're staying at home. So, you know, I think it's it's hopefully just common smart knowledge that people are implementing out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know specifically how they're handling that with. Yeah, I've, for, I've heard a couple of small businesses asking that question. It's like, okay, great, my store's now open. Right. You know, we know we're vaccinated as staff. Um, just in conversation, but we don't know who's walking in our door and if they're wearing a mask or not. We can't, we can't do anything about that. Right. We have to trust that they're doing that. And right. You know. Um, so I do know that that has been a concern of public facing business. Well, and, and you know, a lot of a lot of the hospitals. You know, the two that I work for, Riverview and Bayshore. You know, Bayshore had had a uh, a, a big event the other night uh, for for those that wanted to be vaccinated. Um, uh, that were you know young adults. Um, they were they were able to come in. No, obviously you know they scheduled a quick appointment and they they did a huge operation. They called it Operation Teen Vax, and Bayshore partnered with Homedell and they it was you know tacos like crazy because it was Taco Tuesday. You know, so I was surprised mm-hmm. I didn't see Ming there. Yeah, no, he was, he was in New Orleans. New Orleans. He was in yeah. New Orleans. <laughs> so you know they, they were you know that that's one of the things that you know Bayshore was working on to to try and help um you know be out there in the community to make it work riverview is out on the broadwalk right at the at the corner of broad street and and front um right at that corner right there where broadwalk starts um uh, every Thursday and Friday from three o'clock to five o'clock, you can walk up, get the vaccine and go shopping, go, go to the restaurants, do whatever you need to do. So, you know, which is really good, actually, because then you're moving your arms while you're still out doing something and your arm might not. Yeah. As much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you know. No, no doubt. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, that was what I learned. One of the big things, move your arms because your it, arms are, yeah. moving. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where just getting, you know, now that, now that you're seeing the, the numbers of the, uh, of the vaccine, uh, people that have been vaccinated, you know, are continue to, to climb up, you know, it's always going to be a question, but it, again, you always go back to the protection of the person to, yeah. to, you know, the, their rights and to get it mm-hmm. or not to get it. Right. 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 Which I guess, well, maybe I won't bring that up. It's a little political and questionable. (laughs) Um, The thought has crossed my mind is why is it now our responsibility, but it wasn't ours in the first place? And I guess because it was, we didn't know what we were dealing with and we had to, you know, somebody else decided for us that we were all going to stop and take care of this because it was so scary, I guess. I don't know. So anyway, don't answer. Both of you are looking at me like, we're not touching that with a 10 foot pole woman. Stay (laughs) stay on that side. Stay on your, get in your lane. Would you please go get back in your lane? (laughs) Jill is saying, get back in your lane. Jill's like, yes, get in your lane, Jennifer, (laughs) stop it. Um, You know, the the thoughts that run through your mind. So, you know, if anybody wants to discuss that and have some thoughts, you can call me at the office later. And if you're on my side, call me. If you're not, I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's interesting. It's all these things that you never thought you'd think of before. Now, how many health crises similar, never not to this level, obviously, but we know SARS, this is actually a SARS virus. MERS was bad. You know, we've had these before, but not to, in my, not in my lifetime, have we had it to this, this level. I don't know when's the last time we had something to this level historically. And then, you know, it's, it's, how do you, is what we're doing now going to help with what might happen in the future as far as the smaller ones? Do we think that like superstorms they're going to come more often and we're going to end up with this more often? What's the Give me some uh, speculation on the side. Definitely spe- <laughs> definitely speculation. No, I think here's what happened and and you know, again, I think we were dealing with ambiguity, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody knew. I think we've put in we've had tons of lessons learned and I'm absolutely confident that a lot of what we learned we can absolutely apply in the future when there's mm-hmm. future pandemic well you know hopefully there's not but you know, <laughs> should, there, should there be that we could apply a lot of these lessons you know now a virus is different uh, you know each virus is different i think you know ebola and uh, you know even hiv you know it's taken different uh time to figure out how to you know prevent the spread of the disease mm-hmm. this one just happened to be a lot more contagious right and and we couldn't figure it out i think that is why we spent a lot of time on this one right right well that's true i think the contagious level of this one was really out of control compared to some of the others that's right yeah so and i think that's why it's taken a lot longer than originally anticipated right you're right i think originally we thought it was just going to be two weeks stay at home and now suddenly here we are 15 months later Mm -hmm. but i think it just but i think there's absolutely lessons learned that we'll be able to apply um but the, the, the disease might be different later. Right. 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 So. Well, and that's what I was. I'm actually laughing at Elaine Chambray because she's like the arm thing totally works. Like I was with her when she got both of hers and she, she was like a chicken the whole day, <laughs> like after she got it and drinking her water and her arm didn't hurt. Um, I think it was my my 18 year old is the one that told her that. So right. not me. I had a sore <laughs> arm. Um, the and then I got sidetracked and wasn't this happens. Yeah. You know, live, live, right? Yeah. Like, cause I'm a dingling. Um, well, let me, let, let me give you a, okay. a quick example. Here's a, a you yeah, while, 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 you gather, while you gather your thoughts. <laughs> no, I think um, it's, it's, it, it was neat. So, um, you know, there was somewhere early on, there was a recommendation that you should have healthcare professionals taking temperature checks at, you know, to, to come into places. And we jumped all over that, right? right. We said, okay, you know, we're again, in the spirit of wanting to be here, we're going to do that. Then, 
as we thought about it more, we recognized that a lot of our healthcare professionals were working in the hospitals and working in the urgent care centers and working in the environments where a lot of the, the, the patients that may have COVID were coming. Therefore, our healthcare professionals were the ones that were at higher risk of potentially obtaining COVID. Mm -hmm. And then we're putting those professionals out into businesses to take temperature checks of healthy people. Maybe that's not such a good idea, right? right and right. so then we decided to kind of pull that back. So that's an example of a lesson learned. We ended up we, through Keeping America Safe, we created a training program on how to do a proper temperature check, right? What's the difference between a high skin temperature versus a regular temperature what's the difference how do you ppe what happens if somebody comes in with a high temperature what do you do with them isolation protocols all these different things so we ended up educating our clients on how to do that instead of putting a healthcare professional that might be at higher risk of having covid in front of a non-health those are the type of things that i think we've learned that we might be able to replicate you know should there be another you know uh disease down the road that I we need to deal with in everything that you do it's how you look at it and I think if you can really take this the last 15 months apart and look at it as how much was learned. It was bad for a lot of people, but if you can try to find the positive in it and 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 use that to move forward, um, it's you know I think it's there like there were so many lessons learned on so many levels. Yeah. Um, you know, I think one of the things I've noticed is I have a completely different neighborhood. And I don't know how far people are walking now, but they must be going through sneakers like crazy. Like the sneaker <laughs> business must be rolling. Oh my god! Because I have never seen so many people walking. <laughs> Couples, families, do new dogs, dogs in the neighborhood all over the place, babies, because you never knew they were pregnant because they were in quarantine. And now you're seeing all these babies in the neighborhood. <laughs> so I think, you know, people. <laughs> Gyms um, and basements. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a friend who completely renovated a garage. Yep. They found all the gyms going out of business, drove all over the place, have this awesome. I'm like, how much does it belong to your cost to belong to your yeah, gym? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's true. People have really and evaluated one of the things we always talk about with our ENG committee and the, and the younger members of our chamber is they have what we always think of as a different work ethic because they might leave the office at five o'clock that doesn't really mean they stop working they have their phones with them all the time but they leave they appreciate the family life they they got they're working better on the work-life balance than some of the older people have been working for a long time and maybe that's another lesson which does help with the overall health of people in general, physically, sure. mentally, everything. Absolutely. You know, maybe we can start slowing down a little bit and realizing you don't have to be at the office at seven in the morning. Yes, family, I heard myself say that. You have to be at the office at seven in the morning and leave at seven at night. You can do your work. Um, you know, and allowing the flexibility of the work yeah, well, from I'm, home. How many businesses are going to move to to that hybrid model, mm -hmm. right? I mean, yeah. and, and to to the from the from the keeping America safe angle of that is, you know, it's, it's, it's almost, it's nice because you're, you're mitigating some, you know, certain risk, mm -hmm. but then you're bringing people back in, which is obviously needed and important. And, you know, you look at all these different agencies that, you know, you, you look at the stock market, you watch CNBC and you see Carnival and Norwegian and, you know, United Airlines, and they're all coming back, right? Implementing the, the procedures and the and the safety precautions that that people are going to come to, you know, feel, you know, maybe is necessary, mm -hmm. you know, or or maybe that gives them that comfort that that same thing that keeping America safe will will provide them. Right. So, how does somebody reach out to you? And and is it? I mean, I would assume the hospital is not doing all of this for free because it's, you know, I, you're a nonprofit as well. 
most people don't know hospitals are nonprofits, by the way. <laughs> we are nonprofits. <laughs> so we are nonprofits. Does not mean you don't make money, but it means that you operate on a very thin line and you give back. Most. Somebody much smarter than me <laughs> can tell you that answer. <laughs> I believe that's what it is for a nonprofit. Is well, nonprofit, right? The big the the big phrase in nonprofit is no, you know, no no margin, no mission, right? You have to have some money to be able to, to do, do what you're intended to do. Exactly. Um, you know, I I um I think you know, Tony, I think you have it up there. We have a website. You know, yep. it's it's right on the Hackensack Meridian Health uh, website. Hack, yeah. um, Hackensack Meridian Health dot org slash reopening reopen or yep. keep safe i know yep keep safe um, but regardless i mean to to your point on cost um you know we work with our clients we we do whatever it takes to try to make sure that our goal our goal absolutely is not to make money on this it's, right. it's to what we want to do and hopefully we're getting there you know um is that when hopefully this is over or you know at least to a place controlled where controlled everybody can kind of look back and say hackensack Meridian Health was there to help us, right? Mm -hmm. They were our, they were right by our side. They were helpful. You know, we, we you know, they really valued our programs. That's so. the same goal we're going for. Was EMAC helpful during this whole time? That's what we want. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, it'd be it'd be silly to to just be trying to you know and. Um, it'd be silly for anybody really to be trying to capitalize on this right yeah. now. So we just want to be good partners. So is there a cost associated with the program? Yes. Um, but think about it. There's a cost associated with running the program. Well, that's so, right. Yeah. I mean, if you, our you, physician is now taking time away from seeing a patient, you know, and now instead of dedicating their time over here. Yes. So that, you know, those are the little things that we have to think about. But what I would tell you is, uh, you know, to my knowledge, we, we've never not worked with a client. We've always found a way to work with them because really our goal is to try to help businesses out there. And you, you, if you go to the website, you can see we structured it in different tiers. I was going to ask you about the tiers. So, cause I did look at my little, my little promo before <laughs> it's only six minute video. It's very good. Very informative. Lots of different people speaking. I like it. Well, yeah, actually I think in there you have our chief medical officer, our senior VP of, of uh, facilities mm -hmm. and operations, our chief uh, marketing officer, um, you know, myself. I'm you're, you're there. Early. That's how I knew who you were when you walked in. I'm like, Oh, smart Jennifer. You looked at it. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we have different, uh, it, we broke the Ming's program. Got, Ming's got them up there. Yeah, right. Ming's got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. and that, you know, we do love Ming's. Hopefully, I'm not wearing the same tie that day. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're purple today. I think you're blue there, but, uh, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we just, we, we created the program in tiers based off of, you know, the, the the appetite that everybody wants. I mean, we could go, we could go full board. We have people that meet with our subject matter experts, you know, through Zoom or coming on campus or, you know, we do big walkthroughs, yeah. you know, we, we give the seal of approval. We have proprietary websites where you know we give you access and there's tons of information protocols webinars everything in there so it really depends on what they're interested in and and these people are busy running their business right, right, right. and with that with, with that website with that that you know all the information and, and being updated on what the the newest procedures and the newest guidelines from the CDC or you know DOH or anybody else you know you're taking that off of that small business owner that's trying to make payroll trying to reopen their business, you know, managing their inventory, managing their employees, you know, they don't need that extra thing on top of them. There's a lot. It can be a full-time job yeah. just trying to read all the guidelines that come out. And, and if you go to the website, you know, you can call the, the phone number 732-869-2777 and the team will talk to talk to uh, any small business owner. So anybody that's interested can call that number or fill out the, um, the contact us at the bottom of the page and we'll reach out to you to discuss, you know, what, what, 
mold might fit for for your business yeah so that's cool that's cool. So what else is Hackensack working on? Let's just, I mean, we were talking about Keep America Safe, but let's just say, what else are you guys working on? We got 10 minutes left. He's, uh, he's the guy to talk to. Well, actually, what, I, what, what I'll tell you is, you know, what we have found with a lot of our clients, they're, they're, they're interested in what else, right? What is what's next, right? Mm-hmm. So COVID's, you know, we, we all hope it goes away, but the reality is it's probably going to be here. We're going to have to live with it like we live with flu. So, you know, there's constantly going to be a need for the Keeping America Safe program. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of businesses are thinking, starting to think of, you know, well, what about my occupational health needs or my wellness needs? How do I keep my employees healthy and safe? Um, you know, what are my mental health needs? Integrated medicine has become like more of a, mm-hmm. a, a big topic. We have different, um, you know, executive health programs. Uh, so there's all these different um, ways to kind of keep employees healthy. And, and that's kind of what Hackensack Guardian Health is uh, looking to do right now is to work with all the different clients out there and say, if if you're interested in, um, you know, keeping your employees safe and keeping your clients safe, how can you work with Hackensack Reading Health and get exposed to all the different products and services that we offer that can help you do that? So that's kind of the where this program's going. Which I like because that ties into another conversation that I hear on a regular basis is the work shortage, the workforce, you know, not being able to get people back. What are, you know, you can't always, especially with businesses that have struggled, you can't always offer more money. What can you offer to keep to keep your good employees and to bring new employees in? You can offer them the knowledge of and, and practices of keeping them healthy, mm-hmm. offering them things that, you know, maybe another company who's not working with Hackensack Meridian can't offer them. But you're thinking ahead and that that works toward the other problem, which keeps business going, which keeps the economy going. There you go. Yeah, there. that's the snowball. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to change Emac to a snowball logo. You- well, well, that could be a bad thing though, because people don't. Summer think. tourism. Well, true. They'd be offended by that. I don't know. We're having Christmas in July. All right. We have a party on the river, Christmas in July. So you know, I don't know. It's a thought. We'll just we'll mull it over in a board meeting or something. <laughs> I, 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 I like your logo. I know we, our logo is good. I just you know <laughs> I digressed again. Yeah. Again. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I'm one of those wild California freeway Jill's drivers. Me. Tell her to stay in her lane. Tell her to shut up. Do you know how many times I've waved my arms today too? I don't know what's with well, me. It's my be, arm it's, crazy. It's because you you were t- talking about the story. Yeah, and then I was the freeway driving. I'm like all over the place. Okay, so anyway, so we have. I, what else do we need to cover, Tony? As PR man, as board member, what are we covering? We have ten minutes left. I don't. I don't want to miss anything because I sense sometimes I go off. Listen, I think it's so important. You know, I've sat on this. You know, I've been here. I've been with Middletown small businesses here, um, and talking about the importance of of right getting the economy back up and running. And uh-huh. I think that the Keeping America Safe team has done such a uh, you know unbelievable job because you know when you look at some of the clients that that Keeping America Safe has, like the Bell Works mm-hmm. of the world, right, that are not just the X number of employees that Bell Works has, but all of the people that are impacted because they're in Bell Works. Right. Right. And and that's what's so important is, you know, you know, while we all want them to take take that next step and be in their offices as well, just walking into the Bell Works where the public is allowed to be on that bottom floor, uh-huh. right? Is so important because everybody is coming in contact as they walk in, they're going upstairs. Right. right? They're going upstairs, they're going down to the theater, you know. So it's just so important that we get our economy 
back up and running for these small businesses. And I think that's why, uh, you know, I love the Keeping America Safe teams, you know, so much and being a part of that team because it gives that the economy that that vote of confidence, that that extra incentive to say, hey, look, HMH, you know, Riverview has been here for almost 100 years. Right. Mm-hmm. Bayshore Medical Center has been here for over 50 years. You have Jersey Shore. You have all the hospitals all across, uh, you know, the, this, the, the largest integrated health system in the state of New Jersey. And they're the ones stepping up to the plate, too. And I, and I know I work for them. Right. I know right. I, I, the $4,000 I make as mayor each year doesn't pay my mortgage. So, <laughs> you, you know, but it's so important that a healthcare system like HMH step up to the plate and be a part of the solution in helping main street nonprofits, you know, uh, theaters all across the state of New Jersey, um, you know, get back and, and give people, but humans are social creatures. Mm -hmm. Let's get back to being social. Let's get back to being safe or let's stay safe, safe. but let's get back to being being uh, humans again. So that's why, you know, being a part of the Keeping America Safe team and, and seeing that move forward is is so great. So anybody that's on here, please reach out and, and let Michael and his team get get on it. And and just to, to tie a lot together, NJEDA just yep. reopened their pre-applications for the phase four grants. Yeah. So if you're looking for some money to spend on improving your business, improving the health, keeping your people safe. You can apply again for grant money and then you can give it to Hackensack while they come in and help get you, um, yeah. get your building Middle- safe. And Middletown is re-upping our Middletown Economic Relief Program. We're going to be launching that uh, for grants that we were able to get through the CARES Act funding or the second, uh, or I'm sorry, the American Rescue Plan. So I'm taking part of that money and re-upping it. Um, so Middletown's businesses can, can again, apply pretty soon and and part of that is going to be helping them with the with the health and safety of everyone walking in and the employees that come in there so you know we got to provide so much yeah start applying get back on your thing get back on your emails and look um so any last words any last positive notes of encouragement last word sounds really bad Um, no, the, you know, the only other thing I was thinking about was you guys were talking earlier about like what the new normal looks like. I mean, and, you know, hybrid versus non-hybrid. I think everybody's going to figure that out. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on the business. Right. Like uh, as healthcare system, our, our our team members have been full board the entire time. Right. You can't work hybrid if you're taking care of patients. Right. right. You're going you're to be there. So I think it depends. And a lot of the public utility companies uh, that we're working with. Right. They're they're full board the whole time as well. So, you know, uh, going hybrid probably doesn't make as much sense for them. Right. Um, I think schools, I think we all recognize it's really important to have that face to face communicate, you know, like that, just the social interaction. Mm-hmm. I would love hearing about the prom and that they're back and everything like that. I think the mental health aspect, some traditional businesses. Yeah. I think they're going to be thinking about, you know, if they're coming back to an office, does everybody need to come back? Everybody's going to figure out what makes sense for them, for their business. You know, I think in the beginning, there was a lot of thought of, nope, 100% stay at home. I know, you know, there's uh, people on the other side saying, nope, everybody 
got to get back to work. I think everybody's going to figure it out on their own. I'm probably not staying in my lane right now. Because, <laughs> no, well, you're allowed to be human too and yeah. have an opinion. So, no, but I think everybody's going to figure it out. And then, you know, and, and you got to do what's best for you and what's best for your business. And there's going to be a lot of people making those decisions. At the end of the day, from a healthcare perspective, Hackensack Meridian Health will be there to help you, assist you in your thought process around COVID and keeping employees safe. And as I alluded to, there's a whole much more that we can also assist with assist with in terms of wellness and keeping employees safe which is great we um you reminded me that you know we've always been in if you don't have a fever you're not throwing up go to school or go to work um you know your sick days you can't use your sick days we might not have to use a sick day nobody wants to sit next to you in your office if you're coughing Mm -hmm. so work from home that day and that may be a flexibility that helps keep all of us healthier and safer for a lot longer you know if we can take another lesson we might have learned from now so all right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. This was a lot of information. Thanks for it. having us. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having us. And um, Ming, I think, put up where you can find that, but you can go to HMH, HMH.com? HMH.org. HMH.org. slash reopening, or you can call 732-869-2777. And there's a contact us form all the way at the bottom, and you can fill that out, and our team will uh, will get in touch with you as soon as possible. Great. And we will um, see you and, yes. and a couple of other people yeah. on the 9th. Deputy Mayor's home. buying me a ticket to- Yeah, uh, there you go. Thank we got to celebrate my friend Abe Littenberg. Yes, that's right. From Guten Plans. Yes. Abe was on our, Abe did our podcast. It was awesome. We had so much fun. He did it from Zoom and it was awesome. He's the best. He is. I, I adore him. Um, we have a lot of great, great. And they've all been piece, on. Every piece of bread baked at Jersey Mike's in America is made right here in Middletown, New Jersey. That's really Isn't cool. that unbelievable? It's, it's very cool. I did not know that. It's a weird you. fact that I like to tell people. I, I would be proud of that too if yeah. I was from Middletown. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. Um, but we also, I mentioned Christmas in July. July 27th at the Elks Club in Red Bank. Dancing. Dancing. Music. Bonfire. Drinks. There you go. Party. And Great ENG, view of the river. And our ENG committee, is our ENG group is having another event, which they welcome people of all ages. You guys could both fit anyway, but um, they welcome people of all ages. It's going to be a proving ground. And they are still working on their charity that they're donating to, but part of the money will go to a charity. Um They'll have some snacks, some drinks, Beautiful. some fun out on the water in the summer. I, I named it Summer Sipping at the Shore. There you go. Because you know, that's what I do. Very it's clever. Like, thank you. I like to be my clever alliterative self. T- Tara Burson is very happy with that alliteration. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She likes yeah. it too. I know that's why I love. More alliterations than any, any other person I, I know. I, I do love Tara's alliterations. She's <laughs> awesome. So um, anyway, so hopefully oh, <laughs> Elaine is chairing the BAH and she just pops up sponsorship opportunities, sponsorship opportunities. So. <laughs> Um, you can find any of that stuff at emac.org and we're happy to share with everybody and we look forward to seeing you. We will be back on June in the podcast studio on June 11th with Jessica Lee Evans from Davis and Eastman Munoz Payone and on June 25th with Frank, Frank Preston from ACI um, accredited uh, ACI Medical and Dental School. So um another person who's been very involved in in being able to get people into the workforce really quickly through his programs and everything and be able to stay open as an essential business to do that and help help the workforce so anyway thank you guys very much for coming in enjoy your holiday weekend thanks you thank you thank you thank you thank you thanks Ming. (laughs) and we will see you guys in a couple weeks